Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Capitalist Investor. I am Mark, and I'm back. We got Diamond Hands D. What up? And we got I Eat a Lot of Spam Luke. <laughs> no, Taco Bell. I'm actually, so I had to uh, you know, drown my sorrows last night after watching The Guardians. So I'm, actually, I'm actually very disappointed in myself. Yeah. I, I was very sad and upset, so I went to Taco Bell like at 11 p.m. And I feel disgusting right now. Yeah, I, did. I made that mistake <laughs> and I, last and, and week. And talking about the pores, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely stinky of talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, well, when I got back from the Guardians New York game, late last Friday night, I believe it was, I was starving because my dad and I, we had to you know, bust our butts to get to the airport and stuff like that. So I ended up stopping to get Taco Bell on the way home. <laughs> Uh, my body did not like me the next well, day. Well, as long as you're not going to go viral like our boy Scotty Markets. Um, yeah. Oh, man. $28 at Taco Bell? Like, literally viral, man. That was everywhere. AOC. Casio Cortez even commented, like, on Taco him. Bell she commented. Did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's like, how much weed do you smoke? Or something like that. <laughs> There's something like that. She's an idiot. She is an idiot. Stupid. But how are you live, Mark? Between all the traveling you're doing? Well, I mean, my voice is hoarse. You can tell. Maybe you can't tell. I don't know. Um, I'm struggling. I'm on life support right now, guys. I'm on life support. You need to do that, uh, like that IV therapy just to feel good or whatever it's called. Like that, that balances. I got to tell you, man, every time, every time I've ever done that, it has not worked for me. Mm. Like you think like, man, I'm going to get this IV of saline solution yeah. or whatever the hell it is. I'm going to feel better. Nah, just drink I water. I just don't know how you're sleeping, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's well, I've, I've, I'm, I've been sleeping like a baby the last few days. Yeah. Uh, my sleep over the weekend was atrocious. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. Yeah. Not good. So I'm, you know, I'm on the mend. One day I'll be back alive, you know, full go. Uh, but I'm struggling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm struggling. We got interesting topics today, don't we? It's going to be a fun discussion. Always, always. So we got uh, midterms, right? I think the tide has uh, tide has turned. We're going to touch on that a little bit because we got midterm. I mean, what what are we like three weeks away? Yeah, I can't believe it's close. Flying by. Yeah, um, we got a ton of Yeezy slash Kanye slash Yay. <laughs> is it yay or yay? I think it, it's got to be yay because it's Kanye. Yay, yeah. I think it's yay, but it's easy. So I don't know. Fair, fair. Yeah, lots, lots of stuff. Whether it's you know his <laughs> his fights with uh, Adidas, uh, George Floyd's family suing him, two hundred fifty um, million dollars. Yeah, after he donated money to the George Floyd's son yeah. uh, for college. Messed up world. Yeah, what have you done for me lately? Kind of society. That's how it works. I saw you get of participation trophies and game <laughs> balls awarded to the worst players on the team. You mm-hmm. know. Not not a good place we live in. Um, and uh, then we got our, our, as you guys said, our, our go-to canceled segment. All right, so let's... It's a concerning one, honestly. Uh, I'm a little... Con- <laughs> I'm, a, I'm concerned about a lot right now. Yeah. About a lot. So let's start off with the midterm. So um, <clears throat> if you look at last week's disastrous CPI print, the initial response in, in the stock market, the futures plummeted, man. They tanked. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if it was 10 a.m., 11 a.m., noon. I don't remember when it was last Thursday, but all of a sudden the market exploded to the upside, completely exploded to the upside. And then that followed with a great day on Friday. I believe Monday of this week was pretty decent. And then the rally has kind of fizzled out a little bit, right? And immediately as I saw that happening, I'm like, what's going on right now? You know, and I was on Mornings with Maria with Todd Pyro, and Todd made a comment Thursday before the print hit that um, if if the print was bad, he thought that was going to really help the Republicans in the midterms, which I agreed with. Um, 
And I want to say that that's why we've seen the market rally over the course of the last few days is that reset of expectations whereby if you look at the betting odds, Republicans are now favored again to sweep both the House and the Senate. So if you remember the beginning of this year, there was supposed to be a red wave. Republicans were supposed to win both, right? And then Republican momentum in the House faded and, and momentum actually shifted towards the Dems in the Senate after Roe versus Wade was overturned. Yep. Right? Now the momentum is back yeah. shifting, you know, that pendulum is now shifting back towards Republicans, which is, you know, I think something the three of us would appreciate. Yeah. I think it's you're right. I think that it's probably likely and most likely that we take the Senate and the House. Republicans yeah. take both. Um but my my question is I actually have an opposing view. Um, to this about the markets. Yeah. Um, I think that possibly initially the short-term maybe reaction or short-term kind of uh, thought process is Republicans are less likely to spend money like to stimulate the economy, right? What are Democrats still talking about? Student loan forgiveness, all printing the stimulus, printing the money, right? That Republicans are less likely to do that. So that's actually, I think, an initially a short-term headwind that the market's going to react to that. Well, Republicans want to combat inflation. They want to reduce crime. Um, and, you know, they want a, a secure border. Sure. Like those are probably the th- – and, and they want economic growth that is – Well, that's all – like you said, that's all – going to benefit i think the markets and the economy like a couple years down the road but i think Correct. we're too we're too much in we're too much in pain right now that there's no fixing this initially short, and, short term, and, right? and we have to feel short-term pain if we want any long-term gain because yeah. this inflation's out of control that's Absolutely. that's the name of the game short-term pain, you know when we gain. had our client barbecue was it last friday or the front no two fridays ago um i didn't have a single client say i'm concerned that my account is down x percent the conversations with clients were surrounding how their money doesn't go as far. And it was mm-hmm. it was inflation that is of concern to our clients. And if curing inflation means that a, you know the stock market has to drift lower another ten percent, but that is what cures inflation. Like I, I would you know maybe probably not all of our clients, but I think a, at least a majority of our clients would be on board with that. Yeah, I mean it's a, that's basically a wash. Like the thing is like. Most people can't get 10% rates of return on a yearly basis. We're at 10% basically inflation, right? Um, on a year over year basis. So this has been a lost year for a lot of people. No matter, no matter how much in returns you've gotten the past couple of years, 10% of your purchasing power is gone the past, past year. I mean, I, I think that curing inflation is like top of mind for most people and top of the Fed's mind, top of, um, politicians mind. Um, but that being said, I think that again, we're too far deep. <laughs> I think that we're already going to feel the pain and there's no really getting around that at this point. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, Mark, I, I've, I've had the same conversations with people, you know, at the barbecue, um, just regular client conversations on the phone or in person. Um, and it, it's, it's clearly the number one, um, issue that's uh, impacting their retirement. Yeah. It's it's very easy for everyone to see whether you're you know a, a middle income earner or a high income earner or a low income earner, and as and Luke mentioned ten percent. I think it's more than ten percent for the, for the stuff that people are buying. You yeah. know the the gas for their cars, um, cars in general, housing, food. Right? It's 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 way more than that. You know Tony always talks about like the the crab leg index at uh, Costco. 
But I'm here to tell you, you know, my my weekly Costco bills probably before Joe Biden was around $300 a week. And it is at least $400 now, if not more some weeks. Like a 20, 25% real cost on like the the staples that it that it takes to you know keep my family running. Yeah. Um that 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 is what I think. Everyone sees the, you know, 8%, you know, 8.2% headline number it's way worse than that yep way and, worse and 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 people are feeling it and there it doesn't matter what the other issues are <laughs> at some point right they have to be able hey, to live biden's saying we're making yeah. progress though so everything's all good <laughs> like i don't know how a well demo, he's a also de- according to nancy pelosi he's doing a spectacular job oh yeah, yeah. he's more than any other job. president like how like i i don't i understand the the position that we're in the the battle is turned into a war basically between Democrats and Republicans. When we were growing up, it it was kind of like that. But when something had to get done, they would usually come together and get it done. It's now a constant battle, and I have to watch Nancy Pelosi go on TV and, and say that Joe Biden's done a great jo- great job over the last two years. Like how? Give me one example. Give me one thing that is better in people's lives now than before he took office. Yeah. So I, I got three things I want to hit on here. Number one, what when it comes to consumer preferences, we have seen consumer spending shift from um, like discretionary items Absolutely. towards essentials. And, and you can go back to Amazon's Prime Day last week. And when you look at that, the Prime Day was no better than any other day. It was just a run of the mill day. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to like, you know, s- have lightning strike twice, you know, in the matter <laughs> of five months or so, six, six months, whatever it was. Um, and it did not work. And when you actually look at the data underneath the surface, what you see is that pantry items were higher. So people are buying their, you know, mm-hmm. 24 packs of ramen noodles, right? <laughs> um, and low dollar amount gifts did well, but TVs didn't sell, computers didn't sell, like none of the high ticket price items went. Yep. That's one thing that's going on. The second thing is we've got this recessionary bifurcation when you look at the U.S. population. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is the top 10% of the U.S. is still doing just fine. Yep. And you can go back to last week when uh, LVMH, which is the Louis Vuitton parent company, reported gangbuster sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if you're in the top 10% and you can afford a Louis Vuitton, you're, you can still afford a Louis Vuitton purse, yep. right? Um, whereas the bottom 90%, credit card debt is at an all-time high. They are struggling. Um, and when you actually look at food inflation, and when you you when you think about how the top ten percent allocate their grocery budget versus the bottom ninety percent, you know, like I remember growing up, like I didn't come from a lot of money. We ate pasta every Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. Yeah. Cereal, Cereal is in the cheap. Morning, yep. Bread is cheap. Like those are the cheaper food items. If you want fresh produce, that's expensive. Fruit and vegetables. Mm-hmm. If you want steak, beef, poultry, whatever it might be, that is those are higher, higher ticket price items at the grocery store. Those higher end items have not inflated nearly as fast as the eleven percent, roughly year over year headline food inflation number. Yeah, but when you look at cereals, grains, 
um, pastas, things like that. Dude, those are those are up 16, 18, 20, 22% year over year. Mm-hmm. So inflation is actually disproportionately hurting the bottom 90% of the, the country. This is a cycle that's been going on for a while now. And this is actually why I'm pretty concerned. Like the, how acceptable debt is in today's society, like credit card debt. People don't think twice now about swiping their credit card. And that's been the case probably for the past 20 years. That's why credit cards. Especially when I can at. pull out my iPhone and just click the side button twice. Oh, yeah. That's right. pretty cool. And, that's amazing. And, and, and it's incredible. That my question is consumer behavior. Like if we take a look at that, you know, are people actually going to change? Are they going to change your spending habits? Or are they just going to keep racking it up until they basically default? Well, you know what? It, there is psychologically something to be said about spending paper money currency versus charging on a credit card. I remember growing up, my dad used to sit down with with my mom every Friday and he would like literally take cash and put it in different envelopes. You know, like he'd use the envelope system for budgeting, like $40 in the the gasoline budget, you know, a hundred dollars in the electric, like, and there's something to be said about that process. There's something to be said. Or when you're actually paying bills, like writing checks instead of having that automatically. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you don't feel that you don't think twice about that. Right. And I think that's, that's concerning. Um, and for the future and like, what credit cards, 25, 30% year basis. If you don't pay it, right. Yep. Like this is going to get added on top of each other, on top of each other until a lot of people get themselves into trouble. And then it, the, and talking about inflation, that cycle repeats itself because you can keep spending money, stimulating the economy through debt, through your credit cards, which keeps inflation high. So the same pe- the people who actually need help are actually shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. And that just That's builds up a debt. Goes. That builds up a debt super cycle, which ends right. very, very poorly. Yep. And, very I, poorly. and I don't, I don't, don't want to say we're necessarily in that, but I think we're close. We'll get there at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, like I'm, I'm in the camp that this recession is going to be deeper and more painful and longer than most people expect. Right. Right. Um, all right. Let's move on from that. Let's talk about yay. Yeezy. What, what's up with him? Do you, do you own any Yeezys, by the way, in shoes? Hell no, dude. No. I, I stick with I, I, I stick with the Jordan 1 Lows. I know you got fashion. So I, I stick with the Jordan 1 Lows. That's my go-to. I got them in a few different colors. I got mm. some in Cleveland, some in New York. Same colors, actually, in both places. Yeah. <laughs> got to have them. So that I, way I don't have to pack just, them and take them back and forth. I just can't believe uh, Yee or Yay you know, Yeezy. Hasn't, Yeezy hasn't gotten uh, canceled yet. Like, like all this stuff, you know, I think 2016, like him and Trump were like best friends or something like that. Like he, he got a lot of flack well, you, for if it. You, if you watch the interview, the Kardashian though? family tried canceling. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But he's been, people try to cancel him, but he hasn't been canceled yet. Like yeah. in today's culture, like you can get canceled quickly. <laughs> and I can't believe he hasn't. So well, although Barack Obama just came out and kind of spoke against cancel culture, I don't know if you guys saw good. that clip or not, but him. he came out and he's like, you know. Sometimes people are just, they're going to say something and that they don't necessarily mean. It comes out wrong. Well, and we got to stop being, I don't know, party poopers or buzzkills. Yeah. I mean, buzzkills is what he used. We got to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that guy, Obama, is still the face of that party. Yeah. Even though he's not technically in politics. Because if you remember for four straight years from 2016 through 2020, I had to block these people on Facebook, but they would... You know, at least a couple times a day, this is not my president. Right. And then they would they'd show a picture of Barack Obama. He's my president. Right. Yeah. We saw that for four yeah, straight yeah, yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you don't see that anymore. But man, I mean, what do we have in the White House right now? Right. Right. Uh, so, but he's, he's, he's buying par- parlor. Right. He's buying the, Yeezy the social not media. Not Barack Obama. No, not, not Barack. <laughs> Our boy Yeezy. Um, he's buying parlor. Um, 
you know, I think he's kind of approaching, uh, you know, his stance and his kind of politics a lot like Elon Musk is buying yeah. Twitter, right? This is the way of free speech media nowadays, right? It's not TV anymore. I mean, it, it is, but most people get their information now from social media, right? Um, you used to have to, you know, back in the day, you used to go to a chamber, you know, or uh, uh, event outside and you preach your political views. You preached everything that your was on your mind. Now you go on your phone, right? So this is, I think this is important for free speech going forward to have people behind um, on the right side of things, pushing out content and allowing free speech to operate. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, where, where Yeezy's free speech kind of crossed the line. Yeah. You know, I mean... <laughs> I'm all for free speech, yeah. but when you say something asinine, like there, there should be consequences. I don't know that the consequences have been too severe yeah. for people saying stuff that's not asinine. It's just borderline right. Con- consequences have been too severe. I mean, you can't even be a comedian anymore. Like you gotta, you gotta rewrite all your jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, and ma- it's stupid. Um, but you know, it seems like Elon way overpaid for Twitter. I mean, that company's not worth $54 a share. It's probably not even worth $10 a share. If you, if you look at comps to like Snapchat and, mm-hmm. and Meta slash Facebook. Certainly not the way it's being run now. That no, is, we're without not a worth, doubt. No. Without a doubt. Um, and when you look at the earnings, it's the multiples are just way too rich at $54 a share. So, you know, I said this before. He basically, Elon made a charitable contribution to free speech, right. to the preservation of democracy in this country. Um. Yeezy, on the other hand, has said some kind of asinine stuff over the course of the last few weeks, and it looks like he kind of got locked out from Twitter, maybe Instagram. So, I mean, for him, this is like, well, if you're going to – I see the writing on the wall. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm completely erratic when it comes to what comes out of my mouth. Like, I, I need to make sure I have my own platform too. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> I'm concerned though for Yeezy because, you know, I, Twitter's buying – or Elon's buying Twitter, like that's a huge headwind to Parler. <laughs> like, if Elon Musk is acquiring Twitter, um, not many people are going to leave Twitter to go to Parler. Yeah, I don't. And, and then you've got well, you got Trump's Truth Social on top of right. that. Like, I'm just saying the market's going to Parler wasn't Parler like for the Trump supporters initially. Like, that's where the conservative voices who didn't appreciate being suppressed yeah. on Twitter, that's where they went. But then, if you guys remember, Amazon blocked parlor right because they did all the aws cloud stuff in the right. background for them mm-hmm. and basically shut parlor down mm-hmm. i don't i don't remember if it was like for a couple of days but really sh- screwed parlor over they had to completely redo their whole back end yeah so i don't even know how parlor's doing right now i don't think they're doing i opened well. an account back in the day but i never really used it because i actually i appreciate healthy debate that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't want to go somewhere where it's only conservative. Right, Everyone's exactly. in their own I don't want echo that. chamber now. And yeah. I'm sick and tired of it. Like, yeah, the left's canceling the right, um, and the right's kind of tired of it. But that being said, it's not healthy to be in your own platforms. Like, no. this is why you want to the hear only different way opinions. for growth is to hear different opinions. And even though you might not like it, you might not agree with it, like, you got to hear the other side. So that's why I, I don't think these echo chambers will work. I think people will get tired of it because, you, you know, once you're in that echo chamber for too long, you hear the same stuff. You're just repeating the same stuff. It's not cool. All right. Let's move on to cancel culture. What got well, canceled, D? Oh, man, this is um, this is troubling, honestly. Um, so basically, um, it looks like uh, Alaska has essentially canceled the uh, the snow crab season because roughly 90 percent of the population has essentially up and disappeared. <laughs> um, what? 
Yeah. And, you know, the Costco, the, the Costco crab index. Is gonna yeah. Is, we're we're going to have to pay attention to that because there, there's, it seems to be, you know, a, a giant, and we talk about echo chambers. There's a, you know, a giant, you know, fight online every single day um, on, you know, global warming, um, alternative energy sources, all, all of that stuff. Um, you know, the, the people who track the global temperatures over a long period of time will say it's no big deal. And, you know, it, it's a whole, whole debate. But, but this is what I'm reading right here. Um, it looks like snow crab, you know, need that cold, cold water. And it looks like the, the actual fishermen, you know, the people that are in charge of catch, catching these and, and finding them essentially have saying, are saying they don't know where they went. <laughs> you know, the, the, they need the cold water to survive. It's been much warmer over the past 10 years, and eventually they, they've just started fading in the area. Well, we can't lose our snow crabs, so no. it sounds like we're going to have to farm-raise them in aquariums. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> cold aquariums. Yeah. Well, it just it's interesting everyone goes to the climate change debate like right away. Oh, it's climate change. Like, Why don't we like do a little bit more research and figure out exactly what's going on? Because we are you know coming out of an ice age and things like that. Like we are the, – the earth is naturally is getting warmer, like without – human impact like that was not that's a natural occurrence right maybe they did go to warmer water are they actually gone or they just disappear like that's the big question at hand right yeah so 90 percent of the population is gone yeah we don't know if they if they moved if they died my Um, my initial thought is i think we'd know if they died like if they (laughs) like were there i think we would kind of know that there would be some research to suggest that they probably would show up on the beach somewhere who knows right they probably disappeared somewhere went somewhere else to colder water like you said that's my first thought i don't know if i'm right when jaws is out there patrolling the ocean man jaws will eat them up before they hit the beach. Oh, yeah, I've seen a couple yeah. shows that Me- Megalodon might still be out there. You know what else has been canceled? They're plump chicken wings. Why are they so anorexic nowadays? Because shrinkflation, man. Ser- but like, I can't get a good chicken wing anywhere. And Luke, you're the chicken wing guy. I used to be. Now I'm the you know spammer talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's incredibly disappointing. And you know what else has been canceled, guys? Is the, is a medium rare steak? I don't know if you oh, saw yeah, my dude. my Twitter post the other day. I did not. Um, so before the the ball game on Sunday, Nate and I and two other guys we went to um, Adiga, right across yeah. you know at the nine, right yeah, across from Progressive Field, and medium rare steaks came out like a hockey puck, man. Like no, no matter where I go, I can no longer get a medium rare steak. Best case scenario, it comes medium. You're better off just cooking. Most yourself. likely, it comes medium well. Mm-hmm. Why can you not get a medium rare steak at a restaurant? Well, especially when you're paying the prices now too. It's not like you're buying. You're probably. I'm just assuming. You know, Dega. You're probably back a couple of years ago. Probably paying nice 35, 40 bucks for a steak. Now it's probably fifty or sixty, right? So oh, yeah. Bucks. Like it's just much better to go. I know D. You're all into smoking meat and all that <laughs> stuff, right? Um, it's better off just doing it yourself. <clears throat> It's funny that you said said that because we went out with another couple um, over the summer, and my wife suggested that place. I'm like, it's in a hotel. Are they going to have staff? I'm like, I, I think it's a gamble, but everything's a gamble these days yep. with restaurants. So I went, you know, ordered the steak after much debate, medium rare, and it came out well done. Like, oh, no pink at all. And, like I couldn't eat it; it was so bad. So I sent it back, and I ne- I I never I, do that. I'd never yeah. send anything back. Listen, when I was we've been in the restaurant industry, we yeah. know how that goes. But uh, like I can't eat this, so I might as well try. You got to chip it, a tooth. It came back the second time. It was cooked exactly the same way. 
they threw it in the microwave and gave it back to you. <laughs> and I, she's like, could you, you know, cut it open to make sure it's okay? It's not uh, even uh, remotely uh, close. So do, do you know how you have the Costco index? I mm-hmm. got the steak index. Yeah. Like when I was going through the dating world, mm-hmm. if I took a girl out to dinner and they ordered, and they ordered a steak and they ordered it well done, mm-hmm. automatically no more. We were dating. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was that was a telltale sign. There's something going on. You have. To, I'm a rare guy. Like the rarer the better. I mm-hmm. almost eat it raw. <laughs> so. Yeah, with, with the ribeyes though, you gotta you, you can't have it raw. You gotta get it. You gotta like, get the marbling to, yeah, to exactly. melt and penetrate and actually. Get so that's what I do. Over. I do it at home now. I made one on Sunday. It was I'm coming banger. Awesome. Yeah, right on the smoker. You always bring in. Here. D's always bringing in good stuff to the office, but he hasn't invited me over yet for a nice meal. <laughs> well, I kind of I would, I'm never in the office. I, <laughs> I have no experience to share there. All right, that wraps up today's show, guys. Good stuff today. As always, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.